to Sunday Sermon Burst. My name is Stephen De La Cruz, and I will be your pastor today. Today's sermon title is Hearing God's Voice. And today's scriptures are found in Exodus chapter 18, verses 4 through 6, and Numbers chapter 20, verses 8 through 12. And this is the way Exodus chapter 18, verses 4 through 6 reads. Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What should I do with these people? They are ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Walk out in front of the people. Take your staff, the one you used when you struck the water of the Nile, and call some of the elders of Israel to join you. I will stand before you on the rock at Mount Sinai. Strike the rock, and water will come gushing out. Then the people will be able to drink. So Moses struck the rock as he was told, and water gushed out as the elders looked on. Now let's read in Numbers chapter 20, verses 8 through 12. Once again, the people are thirsty, and they're asking Moses for water because they're in the desert. And so it's very similar to what we just read that happened to Moses back in Exodus. But here we are in Numbers, in a different place of the desert, and there's no water. And so the people are asking Moses for water to drink. So God is speaking here in chapter 20 of Numbers, verses 8 through 12. God begins to speak. You and Aaron must take the staff and assemble the entire community. As the people watch, speak to the rock over there, and it will pour out its water. You will provide enough water from the rock to satisfy the whole community and their livestock. So Moses did as he was told. He took the staff from the place where it was kept before the Lord. Then he and Aaron summoned the people to come and gather at the rock. Listen, you rebels, he shouted. Must we bring you water from this rock? Then Moses raised his hand and struck the rock twice with the staff. And water gushed out. So the entire community and their livestock drank their fill. Now verse 12. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust me enough to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel, you will not lead them into the land I am giving them. Today's sermon is hearing the voice of God. Now what's interesting here? with Moses is that Moses was called the friend of God. Moses had a relationship with God that he heard the voice of God and he walked with God. Now at two different places in the desert, God used Moses to draw water from a rock. The first time as we read, God gave direct instructions on how to do it. The second time, God also gave direct instructions on how to do it. Well, the difference the second time was that God's instructions were to speak to the rock, not strike it. All he had to do was speak to the rock and the water would come forth. And what's so interesting here is that Moses heard God's voice But my question is, did Moses hear God's words? Many times in life, life comes at us hard. It overwhelms us, the pressures of everyday life, family, 
It overwhelms us. And even though we may hear the voice of God, my question is, are we hearing the words of God? So Moses, all he had to do was speak to the rock this time, not strike it. You see, Moses was distracted by the people's rebellious attitude, which also affected him to the point he yelled at them in anger. It was in this moment he struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock. Moses knew the voice of God, and he had done this before, bringing water from a rock. He had been tested, tempered. He had experience behind him now. So he knew exactly what to do and how it worked. You see, Moses knew the voice of God. In fact, he heard the voice of God. What Moses didn't do was hear the words of God, the instructions. Moses had become distracted by the people. His own anger and emotions were all mixed up. So Moses, the friend of God, the man of God, having been here before, knew what to do. He'd done it before, bringing water from a rock. Or maybe in his anger, Moses chose not to hear the words of God. You see, Moses may have been looking for justice because the people were so rebellious. And justice that he wanted overcame him doing the right thing. So Moses followed what he had done in the past when he heard the voice of God, using his experience The tools that he had in his hands, he was familiar with. And in this case, it was a staff. And he was doing the same miracle he had done before. What could go wrong? He had done this before. He knew how to do it. He heard the voice of God. He knew God. He walked with God. He was in familiar territory. Well, what went wrong was that Moses didn't hear the words of God. And he struck the rock instead of speaking to it. He disobeyed the instructions that were given to him. This can happen to you and I when we become comfortable with God. We hear his voice. We know his voice. We know his presence. We know how to enter into his presence through worship and song. We know what to do so that we are walking and moving and hearing from God. And we hear his voice. But the question is... Are we hearing his words? We're doing all the familiar things, all the same things that we've done in the past that have worked for us. And we go by what we have done in that past by those experiences. We go by what has been tried and tested. We know God's voice. But the question is, Are we still hearing God's words? Are we still hearing the instructions, the direct instructions? Many pastors and preachers and prophets recently have faltered because instead of hearing God's words, they heard God's voice. They leaned on what has worked for them all these years, what has been tried and tested, and what they know They have done in the past. They heard the voice of God, but they didn't hear the words of God. The same miracle, the same prophetic word came to them, but the instructions were different. 
Everything seemed familiar, but the words of God were different. So many of them missed the mark. And like Moses, they were told to speak to the rock, but instead they struck the rock. Now, when Moses did this, his punishment was that he was not allowed to enter into the promised land because of this, because of this act. You see, Moses allowed his emotions to turn into anger. Then he used his anger as a call to justice. In his desire for justice, he lost his closeness with God. Moses stopped hearing the words of God. Or maybe he just chose not to hear the words of God because he wanted justice so much more. His form of justice was to strike the rock twice when all he had to do was speak to the rock and it would obey. The price for his justice was his close relationship with God and never to enter into the promised land. A lot of people are seeking justice and accountability right now because things didn't turn out the way they wanted it to be. How about you? Are you listening to the voice of God or are you listening to the words of God? Are you allowing your anger, your emotions or other people sway you from hearing God's words? They all hear the voice of God, but are they hearing the words of God? Things didn't turn out the way you wanted or the way you thought. These pastors and prophets may have told you this is what God is saying and what is going to happen, but they got it wrong. Like Moses, they got it wrong. They did hear the voice of God, but they didn't hear the words of God. How about you? Are you ready to hear the words of God? Or do you want to keep listening to the voice of God? Let me encourage you with this. Here are the direct instructions again, in case you've forgotten. In the book of Daniel, chapter 2, verse 21, For he has all wisdom and power. Listen to what Daniel is saying here. For he, he's talking about God. He says, for he has all wisdom and power. God has all power. No one else has it. God has all power. And in verse 21, he, this is God, controls the course of world events. He removes kings and he sets up kings. Did you know that? Did you know that whatever is going on in the world right now, whatever country you're in, whatever government you are under, that God is in control and it is God who removes kings and he is the one who sets them up. In fact, God says in verse 21 that he controls the course of world events. It's not a certain party. It's not a certain government. It's not a certain group of people. God controls it. So I want to encourage you, if you've forgotten the direct instructions, if you've forgotten the words of God, that he has all wisdom and all power. He controls the course of world events. He removes kings and sets up other kings. 
The direct instructions for you today to know and to understand is this, that God is in control. I want you to know that Daniel lived and worked for a pagan king, yet God kept him there in that place to do his will. And I know a lot of you right now, where you're at, are not happy. You're hurt, you're broken, and you're saddened at what you see. But hear my words. Wherever you have been placed, don't quit, don't leave, and don't give up. God has you in that place to do His will. You are essential to God's plans right where you are. So stay, hold your ground. In fact, do more than that. Grow, increase, and prosper. Be on time, go above and beyond. Move up in the ranks and make a difference where you are. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 4, here's what the Lord of heaven, the God of Israel, says to all the captives he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Build homes and plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat the food they produce. Marry and have children. Find spouses for them so that you may have many grandchildren. Multiply. Do not dwindle away and work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its peace will determine your peace. Isn't that incredible? God makes it clear to these people. He says, I sent you there. I placed you there for this purpose. Build homes, plan to stay, plant gardens, eat the food they produce, marry and have children, live your life and have grandchildren, multiply and don't dwindle and work for the peace and prosperity of the city, of the place I have sent you. I want you to understand people, It's not over, and this isn't the end. I know there's a lot of ministers out there saying, hey, it's all over. No, it's not all over. You have been prepared for this time. If 2020 hasn't taken you out and you're still here, then you are are essential for God's will and purpose. So wherever God has you, it's time for you to be the man of God, to be the woman of God you were called to be. That doesn't mean that you walk around with your Bible in your hand, praying in tongues and making a scene. Because Daniel certainly didn't do that. Daniel acted with proper dignity as a man of God. And he worked hard and he helped that king to prosper. And because he did this, because he showed himself to be of noble descent, God blessed Daniel in that place he was. And for you, every last one of you that hear me, you are also of noble descent. And wherever you're working at, wherever you're at, at home, and whatever God has you doing, God has placed you there to do his will. 
And as I said, if you're still here, you're still working and living and breathing, you are essential to God's plans. And I want you to know something. When Daniel here says, pray for peace, I want you to know that when you pray for peace, it's not this weak, sad kind of peace that you are praying for. All that is going on in the world right now and that is happening around us and everything that has happened hasn't been forgotten by God. It will be addressed and corrected, but it will be addressed and corrected when you pray to God as God has commanded us to pray and he said, pray for peace. When you pray for God to bring his peace, his peace is nothing like you think peace is. It's nothing like they think it is. It is certainly not weak. I can tell you that right now. When God's peace comes, it changes you. It changes leaders. It changes governments and it changes countries. Just ask Daniel. Don't think praying for God's peace is weak because it's not. It's world changing. So you've heard your instructions for today. You can choose to listen to God's voice or you can choose to hear God's words. This life is about living in the spiritual and living in the natural at the same time. It's all about you praying and working at the same time. It's all about you having faith and having works at the same time, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, pray. Pray in the spirit, at the same time work and prosper where God has placed you. Before I go, if you would like prayer, I would like to pray with you. If you have never accepted Jesus as your Savior, and you know that this is the time to do it, if you have been far from God and you sense the calling to come back, if life hasn't turned out the way you thought it should, and you are wanting justice, you are demanding accountability, then I want you to know that God has the answer. He can make all things new again. Your broken dreams, your shattered hopes, even what you thought you've lost forever, He can make it new again. He can welcome you back into His presence. He can give you more than justice could ever give you. He can give you peace. His peace. If this is for you, please repeat this prayer after me. Jesus, I come before you now with all that I am. With my broken dreams, my failures, and my sins. I don't have much to offer you. But what I have, I give to you. Take me as I am and make me new again. Forgive me of my sins and my shortcomings. I thank you, Jesus, because you hear my prayer. I accept your forgiveness and your Holy Spirit into my life. Help me to rise up and take hold of my destiny. Help me to prosper where you have placed me. Restore my strength my youth and give to me health that drips like honey. Let me rise in the morning like a young lion to pursue my destiny and accomplish your will in my life. And God, I surrender my justice to you and ask for your mercy. 
may your will be done in my life. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Please join me on my next Sunday Sermon Burst. When you get a chance, check out my website at thelanguageofgodalloneword.net. I hope you have enjoyed this message. If you have been blessed by today's message, please share it with someone and let them know God is in control. Smile again, laugh again, believe again. Together we will finish this race. If you have any comments or you'd like to connect with me, you can connect with me at Facebook or by email. You can find this information at my website, thelanguageofgodalloneword.net. When contacting me, please include the show title you are commenting on. Go and enjoy your life. I encourage you to live. Break free of the things holding you back and live. Shake off the chains that hold you down. Rise up. Dust yourself off and get back into the race and live again. If you thirst for life, come and drink from the river of life that flows from the throne of God. I say come and drink. Thank you. Have a great day and remember, you are not alone.